This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, and the all-new IPBN Radio Network. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And you can visit our website, www.xzoneradio.com. Dot com. And did you know that while you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my good friend, Jeremy Scott, in Dark 30, and every minute of the entire Mutual Broadcast Network day by calling 605-562-4204, and that's courtesy of the TalkStream Live. No smartphone or app is needed. It saves your data, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. All you have to do is once again call 605-562-4204 to listen on any phone, anytime, and anywhere. My guest this hour, XO Nation, is um, going to be talking about a number of topics. Now, as a child, Pamela Rivette, who is our guest, you know, had a scary experience with a Ouija board. Several different angelic experiences, a couple of which were life-saving. Basically, she became a psychic medium uh, during her daily life, and her life is all about the paranormal, experiences, and spiritual. She has even channeled Archangel Michael one time, and then asked him not to do it again because his energy wiped her out. He and I still talk all the time, as does she also communicate with Archangel Gabriel, Raphael, and Enel. As a matter of fact, Michael and Raphael came together through automatic writing and gave her an emotional, mental, spiritual healing program almost seven years ago that works when done correctly. Joining me now to uh, talk about this and much more is my guest, Pamela Rivette. And Pamela, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Pamela, what was... 
I'm sorry, dear? I said it's nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice talking to you, too, as well. Um, what was it like when Archangel Michael, the warrior, the protector, the, the greatest of all archangels, came to you? What were you doing, and how did it affect you? Well, believe it or not, it was through a chat-based program for one of the companies I was working for. Mm -hmm. A lady asked me two questions. One was about her boyfriend, and the other was about her life and where it was supposed to be going on a spiritual road. And I remember answering her question about her boyfriend, and then I blacked out. And then I don't remember anything till like an hour later because it shows the minutes on the program. And I asked her if she was still there because she wasn't saying anything. And I was like really chilling and like, you know, like really, I don't know how to put it. It was just like I was really, really, really buzzing, I guess you could say. And um, she says, yeah, why? I go, well, you're not saying anything. She goes, well, I didn't know if Michael was finished. I go, what do you mean? <laughs> she goes, apparently Michael's been talking to me this entire time. He's been telling me all kinds of stuff. I go, yeah? She goes, yeah. Well, later on, I read back through it. This was quite a few years ago, but I couldn't do it right off the bat because as soon as I got off the uh, chat program with her, I had to go to sleep. I was, like, so wound up. You know, I had to lay down because it was just so draining. And apparently, my roommate told me I slept for three days. I don't even remember getting up and going to the restroom. And she said, wow. I did. I just don't remember it. But it wiped me out. So I made an agreement with him that I had no problem with him coming to talk, but never take me over again because I just can't handle his energy. It's too strong. I would imagine so. But have other archangels come to you? They talk to me. I took permission away when Michael did that for anybody to channel. But they talk to me all the time. Like about seven years ago, as you were stating, Michael and Raphael came together and mm -hmm. they gave me a spiritual program to basically help this one lady out through automatic writing. And so far to date, everybody I've placed on the program, as long as they complete it into its entirety, is... This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere.
Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Nation, my guest this hour is Pamela Rivette, and uh, she was named a CBS Talk... I'm sorry, she was named as Top 5 Psychics in Houston by CBS Sports Talk Radio. And tell me, how did that happen, that a sports radio network would, you know, name a psychic as as one of the top five? Was that because you're pretty good with uh, sporting events? Well, I don't prefer to do sporting events. What happened was, is they, it was like around the time of the mm-hmm. that last presidential election, and I, you know, I said Obama was going to get it, but I also, the one of the uh, interviewers, one of the talk show guys, he had me do a reading for him and asked me about his relationship with him and his girlfriend, and I nailed it to a T. <laughs> That'll make a believer out of a skeptic, won't it? Yeah, one of the other guys that I wasn't reading, he was, mm-hmm. because it was a two-team person doing the interview. Right. And um, the other person, he was a skeptic until then, and he said, No, Moss, I give up, I believe. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him exactly what was going on in their relationship. <laughs> that'll do it. It was funny. That will do it. Listen, why do you think the angels came to you? Well, for one, I, I'm open to hearing them, mm-hmm. and I always pray and ask every night before I go to bed for when I have customers call, whether it's a company I work for through my own website itself. I always ask for them to help me give the guidance that the person that's coming to me is in need of, so that way I can help better their life. How can a caller or somebody seeking psychic advice tell the difference between a real psychic and a psychic who is a fraud? Well, for one thing, a real psychic's never going to ask, tell you that you have a curse or mm-hmm. negative energy surrounding you, and you need to send them extra money to get rid of it. That's one. The other reason way is that, um, like with me, I just get the first names of the people that they're wanting to ask about or the name of the place, and then I get very general questions. I don't want any background information in the question at all. You know, say like someone's asking about a relationship that's ended, and they wonder if they're going to return. I don't mm-hmm. want to know all that. The way they would ask, let's say the guy's named Bob and hers Julie, on the current path Bob's on, will he and I end up together in the future, or what's going to happen with us in the future, or what's his thoughts, what's his intentions, what are his feelings. I don't want to know what's going on, because a good psychic should be able to tell you what's going on, because you don't want a psychic that's going to feed off of what you've already said. Gotcha. Um, How do you prevent people from being dependent on you as a psychic? That's a hard one. I've outright had to turn people away before. I Because I have people always ask me, I guess, because they're used to other psychics mm-hmm. they've been to, telling them when to come back. Right. And they'll ask me, well, when should I come back in? I go, it's up to you. And they're like, really? I go, yeah, when you feel there's a need, come on in. If you don't feel there's a need, don't worry about it, because I'm not here to live your life for you. I'm here to guide you to a happier, healthier life, but you need to live it. 
just like with the guides and the guardians, sometimes they're really detailed in their answers. Other times they can be very invasive and cryptic, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, um, just like a little short couple word message. Right. And that's it. But what they say happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they're not going to give the whole detail because you've got to live through it so you can learn the lesson you're meant to learn. Because when we're spiritually in level six, which I've been called, told it's called the guff by the spirits that have been in there. We as spirits, when we get to the guff, we can make one of three choices. We can either go to heaven and rest for a while, go to heaven and rest permanently, or we can immediately jump back down and learn more lessons. Well, if we choose to do that, we choose what lessons we're going to learn, and then we choose our parents that's going to best set us up to learn those lessons, and then we're reborn, which is kind of like a soul pack situation. That's why sometimes there's some questions it cannot be answered, because once you know the future, you can change the future. And if, let's say I ignored something that, like that, and I went ahead and told the person they changed it, they didn't learn it. Well, then that's going to slow down their spiritual evolution, because now they got to come back a whole other lifetime to learn that particular lesson, which slows down their spiritual development and causes karma to come and kick me right square in the butt for having interfered seven times over. So I'm one of probably the few psychics that try to take responsibility in that manner of not interfering in any life lessons that they've decided to mm -hmm. learn when they were in level six. How many different levels of psychics are there? Levels of psychics, I'm not too sure, but spiritual realms, there's seven. The, uh, Earth is number one. Uh, right. Number two is what they call the void, which is a period of darkness, which is where a spirit will go when they first cross over. Mm-hmm to where they can learn to communicate with those they left behind or say that they were murdered. They might stay there till their death's vindicated, or if they did something bad while they're here, they might be scared to go into the light, so they'll stay in there till whatever. And then there's level three, which is actually the entrance into the light. Then there's level four, which I've caught one in there mm -hmm. before, and it's so beautiful. It's like a rainbow-colored crystal cavern as you go towards the light further. Level five, they call the time machine, which is where they can go back in the lifetime that they just left so they can relive brief moments in time to see what they didn't learn when they originally went through the situation mm -hmm. so they could take the lesson with them. Level six, as I explained a minute ago, is called the guff right. and what goes on there. And then level seven is the heaven. And I've caught a few in heaven as well. And so far, the ones that I've caught in heaven makes me believe that heaven is what we want it to be because of what they've shown me. It's always like their happy place, but you'll still see the misty type stuff coming up off the floor or the water or wherever there it is that their happy place is. And this one lady, I did a mediumship reading for her, and the place I described after her grandmother told me that she was in heaven and I described you know, exactly what I saw, mm -hmm. she said that that was the place her mother lived in up in the mountains. I described it to a T. Well, that was what she considered to be her heaven, and that's where she was. Wow. What happens if a person commits suicide? What happens to them? Do they go to heaven? Do they go to hell? Are they put in the middle? Uh, you know, there's, there's so much controversy on this fact. Based on what you know through your own experiences, what happens? Well, for the longest time, I actually believed, as the Bible stated, we're mm -hmm. condemned to hell for all eternity. But then I started my doing the mediumship part of what it is that I do, and I actually right. came across people spirits who had killed themselves. And
and the way they explained it is, say like they were meant to be here on Earth till they were 80, and they committed suicide when they were 30. Mm -hmm. Well, for the next 50 Earth years, they relive everything that brought them to the point of suicide, the act of suicide, and how it affected everyone they left behind. Mm. Once they reached that point when they were supposed to cross over, they can cross over just like everybody else can. So, yeah, eventually they can go to heaven, too, as well. They just have to go through what they called a tr tempering of the soul. And what if you think about it, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to commit suicides because your life was a bunch of BS anyways. That's you know? right. That's right. So if you have to relive that repeatedly over and over and over, why would you do that to your spirit, you know? Because it got you to the point the first time here to do it, to kill yourself. So why would you want to do it if you got to relive that over and over and over until you were supposed to die? That's an excellent point. Like, why do we have to keep coming back, coming back, coming back? Because there's way too many lessons to learn just in one lifetime. And you have to learn the opposite. Just like, um, of course, imagine you know who Ted Bundy is. Sure. You know how he killed all those co-eds. Yes. Well, either in a past life or in a future lifetime, he will be the victim of a serial killer. Because he has to learn the opposite side of that. Just like, say, somebody dies of cancer in this lifetime. They may end up in the next lifetime having a family member who dies of it. But they themselves will never have to go through that illness ever again. Because they've already learned the lesson of going through that illness. So, but what is the, what is the purpose? I, under, I understand what you're saying about we have to learn the good and the bad. But to what extent? When does it end? And what happens when it ends? Well, that goes basically up to the level of spirits up in heaven, actually. We have the regular human spirits, which they can make the decision at any time, you know, in their spiritual progression to just stay there in heaven. Then we have the guides and the guardians, which are actually human spirits that have led a fairly large amount of lifetimes in their past. Right. Which is actually what's known as our true soulmates. There are people who have been with us in past lives that's followed us over in spirit form that's chose to watch over and guide us. Then we have the regular angels of God, as I call them. Mm -hmm. Then we have the archangels. Then we have Jesus Christ. And then we have God our Father. So there's seven levels of spiritual beings there in heaven. So it just depends upon what, how many past lives you've led right. and the knowledge you have on what level you end up being when you're there. Let's say that somebody asks you to communicate with someone on the other side, and you do what you do in order to get the message out to the ether that, let's say, Julie wants to talk to Bob on the other side. As far as in-person mm -hmm. appointments, what I do is I yes. have them bring an actual photograph of the person okay. by themselves. It does not matter how old they are in. Oh, okay. Let, let me get on with and the question. A personal item. Oh, all right. Huh? So she tries, she gives you the picture, the personal item, and you try to communicate on the other side to find Bob. But Bob has been on the path to reincarnation. Bob is already here somewhere else as a child. What then would happen? Then someone, a member of the family, actually interrupts, interferes, and lets us know they've already been reborn. Oh, wow. Does that happen often? A couple times. I can't say it has happened mm -hmm. often, but it has happened where somebody else has already been reborn. And they'll even tell you, like, when they were reborn, and most of the time the family recognizes 
the aspect of the timing I gave as to when a right. child entered into the family. Fascinating. Um, when we come back on the other side of the news, I'd like to talk to you about Ouija boards, especially since you had a scary experience. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, everyone. Pamela Rivette is our special guest, www.houston-psychic.com. You sound as if you're very adamant about never touching a Ouija board again. What happened? I was probably about seven, eight years old. We lived in a little small farmhouse out in Roberts, Idaho. And to give you a layout, it would be the entrance to the kitchen, an old wood-burning stove to help keep you warm. Then there was our table and an ironing board and then the rest of the house. Well, my mom had the Ouija board sitting on the table. She walked to the entrance between the kitchen and the area I was just describing to you. Right. And I was like sitting in a little chair next to the ironing board. I literally saw that disc fly off the table and land pointing at her feet, which freaked her out as well. So she took the board and she threw it away. Well, a couple of weeks later, she was doing her cleaning, and she was cleaning underneath her bed. There was the board with some trash on top of it underneath her bed. Well, she freaked out even more. She told my stepdad at the time about it, so they took it, and they buried it. Every couple of weeks, she always cleans early, you know, so she, a couple of weeks later, she was cleaning underneath her bed. There was that dang board again, this time with dirt on top of it. So they had enough of it. It scared everybody enough that we all just went outside. I can remember doing it back over to where the burn barrels were. And they poured gasoline on it and lit that thing afire. And, you know, I don't know if it was just a kid's mind or what, but they said they all saw and heard the same thing. But the smoke came up like a demonic face with horns, and you could hear laughter in the fire. Talk about scaring the bejeebers out of a kid. <laughs> I will never, ever touch a Ouija board. And from what I've understood mm -hmm. about them is that whoever brings it into your home has to be the one to take it out. Do you have and any idea? That's why the board kept reappearing until they burned it, because neither one of them had brought it into their home. A friend of theirs had. So is the best thing to do if, if there are any moms or dads listening tonight who find a Ouija, Ouija board? boards are not a toy. Ouija boards are not a toy. There's other ways you can connect with somebody who's uh, deceased without having to get involved with an Ouija board. And the way you do that is you get a clear glass bowl or a clear uh, coffee cup, fill it up with water, put like one ice cube in it, let it cool up, you know, let it melt. While it's melting, get you like some of those one to two inch white votive candles. 
light it, let the wax build. And then when you got enough wax built up and the ice is melted, you'll hold the candle steady over the bowl or the cup of water. You focus on a yes or no question that you're wanting to ask whichever spirit you're trying to talk to. And you'll slowly drip, not drizzle, but you'll slowly drip that wax into the water. And the wax will actually form a Y for a yes or an N for a no. Granted, the printing in cursive is not all that great, but you can definitely tell a Y from a no, an N from, for a no. And you'll know when the answer's complete because instead of the wax moving anymore, it'll just start dripping in the same spot. And that's how you read candle wax. Wow. Never heard of that before. How do we, you and know, it's a lot safer uh, than using a Ouija board. <laughs> okay, so let's say that moms and dads out there find a Ouija board. Should they just burn it? They need to find out, first of all, who brought it into their home. If they can find who brought it into their home, they need to have that person come and remove it from their home and then let the other person deal with it. <laughs> other than that, if they're not sure who brought it in or can't find out who brought it in, yes, they need to burn it. It's the only way to destroy it. How does the Ouija board work? I, I, I know oh, I, I, I know that there's a planchette, you you ask questions, and there's letters of the All alphabet, there's numbers. All I can tell you is what my mom taught me about it and what little I've already told you. Right. My mom told me that later on that she had discovered, supposedly, that Ouija was another name for Satan. Hmm. Supposedly. So anything that would come through a Ouija board most likely isn't who you think you're trying to connect to. They're just little imps or demons or devils that's trying to get you to mess up your life, basically, and play chaos with your life. Why do you think people need to know the future? Why, why do you think that people call you and, and want to know their future? Well, like I try to tell people, mm -hmm. you know, I don't necessarily foretell their future. I tell them the most likely outcome at the time they ask their question. Once they know the future, they can change the future, sure. which is a good thing. Because if they don't like an outcome, they can always ask what their best course of action and spiritual guidance is in changing it to a better outcome for the greater good of them, people involved, or the situation in its entirety itself. And then we can look to see what we can do to change it. But the reason why I feel like people come to psychics is because they're desperate. Their life sucks or they're depressed or something else. And they're wanting answers. They're wanting to know when it's going to get better and so mm -hmm. forth so they can have some guidance in the situation so they don't give up. The fact that you had two near-death experiences between the age of 18 months and two years of age, do you think that these two experiences opened up a, a part of you that allows you to do the psychic work you do today? I think so, because of the fact that my mom noticed my abilities as soon as I started mm -hmm. talking plain enough, and I kept mentioning names of people that there's no way I would have known because they died way before I was even born. And she sat me down on her lap one time with a photo album of the people inside of it that I was talking about, and without saying anything to me, I was pointing them out saying what their names were. So my mom noticed it that way. And then when I reached around six years of age where she thought I was able to comprehend enough, she started teaching me and training me with a regular deck of playing cards. And then it just went from there. And then as I got older, I read books on it, went to, you know, went during school at the library and stuff like that, 
plus she was a practicing Wicca at that point in time, so I learned that side of it. And then I got to where I got scared away from all of it mm-hmm. at one point because of something bad that happened that I warned her of and she didn't listen, and I felt like it was my fault and this and that. So I walked away from all this for a little bit. And then I met somebody in my early to mid-20s They told me about myself from the time I grew up, and I'm like, how do you know this? And he told me, well, you still have this ability. You need to work with it again because you can help a lot of people. So that's when I got back into it again, mastered the tarot. As far as I know, I'm not absolutely sure, but as far as I know, I'm the only tarot reader that can give the exact percentage of accuracy of the reading coming to pass. At the time the question is asked, all the hidden messages that it says, what the reading says itself, plus anything I intuitively get off of it as well. If if you're sitting down and communicating with the other side, all right, and, and this, I would imagine, are spirits who are in a totally different dimension, totally different realm than, than us. Why do some spirits stay behind and become ghosts and, and, you know, if you'll excuse the expression, haunt places? Okay. From what I can tell, the ones that decide to do, like, ghostly activity and haunt mm-hmm. places, those are the ones that get caught in what we call the tween world, kind of like an in-between Earth and level one. It's called the tween world, at least that's the way they, the way they called it to me. Okay. And what it is, most of them are people that haven't even realized they died or they haven't given up on life yet and they're wanting to stay close to Earth and try to redo stuff or whatever have you. And they don't realize a lot of times they're dead or they're ignoring the fact that they're dead. How could they not know they're dead? Let's say, like, for an instance, this one guy I had to help cross over. Mm -hmm. He was hit from behind while he was on his bicycle riding down the road off of... uh, one of the streets over here in my local town. Mm-hmm. This is about seven years ago. He had to have help crossed over because he didn't realize he was dead. He kept trying to still interact with his wife and children, and he kept getting frustrated because of the fact that they weren't paying attention and listening to him. You know, so he was still trying to interact like nothing had ever happened. Uh, oh, I, so I, they I, had all kinds of weird stuff going on in their house. Okay, so... Can we say that these spirits are intelligent spirits or that when they become spirits like this, that all... Wait a sec, how can I phrase this? That well, all... Word, I think this will answer your question. Okay. We are not bodies with spirits. We're spirits with bodies. Okay. I, I, I can buy that. But what I'm getting at is if this guy, this gentleman that you helped cross over was getting frustrated mm-hmm. because his wife and his family weren't communicating with him. Uh, you know, didn't it? Didn't he find it funny that he didn't have to eat anymore, he didn't have to change his clothes anymore, that everyone in the world was... He didn't was notice around? all that. How, then how it, can it, we it, say there's... They don't notice that. Then how can we... It's, it's kind of like they're caught in a loop. Oh, okay, I, I understand they, that. So how can we attribute any intelligence whatsoever to a ghost like that? Well, they were humans. They're human spirit. So humans have some form of intelligence. Yeah, but it, you know, it, it's just that they're stuck. It's it's kind of like it's okay. It's kind of like when somebody goes through a traumatic situation. Let's say 
somebody died in someone's arms when they were like 15, 16 years old. Yes. And they're still progressing and growing up uh-huh. throughout life and learning stuff. But mentally or emotionally, they're still stuck at that age. Okay. Does that make some sense? Not really. I yeah, Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Because once again, one, once again, the question is, if a person has been a ghost for years, and, and you know, I've talked to many people who go to Gettysburg and to other other parts of the world where horrific things have happened to people, horrific things that should never happen to people. You know, like the death of a person at the hands of another person in my books is the worst thing that can happen and the worst thing anyone can do, whether in wartime or peacetime. Right. So you've got... Okay, remember earlier when I was telling you about level one, which is the period of darkness? Yes. Well, even for a spirit to get there, it has to go towards the light. Okay. Mm-hmm. And remember, too, like I said, if a spirit has a fear of something that it did wrong out of something it was learned while it was here. Right. You know, like in the Bible, it says if we do certain things, yeah. we can't go to heaven mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So if they have a fear of being judged, they're not going to go towards the light at all, period. You know, because they're scared. Well, that's a fallacy. So why isn't there somebody on the other side? To tell them, you know they what? They have to request it. There's a lot of rules and to regulations to this whole death thing that nobody tells us about. Well, that's because of the fact that not that many people have been over in those areas to be able to tell people about it. But if somebody dies, they go to the other side. Like, I've spoken to many nurses who work in palliative wards and emergency mm-hmm. rooms, and I've spoken to many first responders and at the moment, or close to the moment of departure from this, this dimension, this world, to the next, people see friends, relatives, who come to greet them and welcome them and to help them cross. Most of the time, though, that's when they're passing away at the time they're meant to be crossing over. And yet I've talked to, I've talked to emergency, uh, emergency responders who have gone to horrific accidents and as people were, were just slipping away, they were met by somebody, and they, were, they could be heard saying, are you going to take me home now? And that would mean that that would probably have been how the Spirit had chosen to cross over. Remember earlier when we were talking about level six, mm-hmm. and I told you about the lessons you choose to learn? Right. You know, let's say somebody had ran over a child and killed them when they were alive before. Well, then they may have to learn the lesson of being ran over. You know, so that was how they chose to go, so that's how they would be able to meet whoever was going to come across, because it was their time, it's how they chose to go. Is this the possible meaning in the Bible when it says, as you sow, you shall reap? Yeah, karma. Yeah. What comes around goes around. Paybacks are a bitch. And what don't catch you in this lifetime, it'll catch you in the next. So how do we prepare ourselves for death when we're alive? So that we don't get Have a general acceptance of what it is and Mm -hmm. realize it's something that's very beautiful. It's actually a progression of our spirit. To give you an example, um, when my grandmother passed away and she partially raised me, I can remember seeing her in the coffin. I can't remember anything else. I totally freaked out. 
And then when my grandfather passed away, like 11 years later, I had already learned everything that I've mm-hmm. learned. And I actually delivered his eulogy. And the only thing that teared me up was some of the memories that was coming off the audience, the people in the, sure. in the uh, funeral. Yeah. One of the images I saw was him and my grandmother figure skating around the ages of 18, 19 years of age. I didn't understand it. Wow. But it was such a beautiful thing. And I went to her sister after I was done doing the eulogy, and I told her about it. She goes, well, that's the memory I was having while you were up there. And I said, well, what's the deal with it? She goes, you didn't know? I go, no. She goes, your grandparents could have been in the Olympics if they wanted to be, but she got pregnant with your mother. And I never knew it. So, is you know, I hate funerals. I really hate funerals. Because they are so sad, and I've often wondered why we don't celebrate this person's life, like the Irish do. See, here's the thing. Every human being has different ways of digesting things. Mm -hmm. You have people with scientific minds, you have people with spiritual minds, and you have people with religious minds. You also have different types of people and how they deal with emotions. So it just depends a lot of what we've gone through and how we this is the Exxon Broadcast Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network Sirius Satellite Network Star Media Good News Radio Network Angel Broadcast Network Wiki Broadcast Network and WPBN-TV For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, explanation my guest this hour is pa- uh, Pamela Rivet www.houston-psychic.com first of all Pamela thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a great hour and thank you for helping us better understand what lies ahead on the other side but as we were going to the break I said hell is here on earth and you said yes and no well what I mean by that is Earth is what we make of it. It can be heaven or it can be hell. 
And I don't necessarily study the lower realms just because of the fact I don't want to have nothing to do with it, period, especially after the Ouija board situation. But the way the angels have told me is there's also seven going down. You know, you have the seven going up towards heaven and you have the seven going down. And earth is number one for both levels. So, yes, you're right. Mm. No, you're right. Not right. Okay. <laughs> you're right, but you're wrong. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, we've got about uh, three minutes left before we have to say so long for tonight. But I'd love to have you back in the future. And um, I've got to ask you one question, because you were voted one of the top five psychics in Houston. Are you ready for my question? Sure. Who's going to win the presidential election? Well, here's the thing with that one. Like I was told him with the other election itself. Mm -hmm. I myself feel that Trump should win. But as you know, stuff can change. Yes. And I feel if he doesn't win, the only reason why he doesn't win is going to be because of the media. You know what? I agree with you. I agree with you, and I'm not a psychic. But it makes total sense because it seems the media is against him because he's not one of the good old boys. And what he's actually done, he has shown the American people that the system does work. They just have to be persistent to follow it. Follow the dreams. Follow what your heart wants you to do. And don't take no for an answer. Well, the reason why I love Trump is because he speaks his mind. He's no hold bards and he takes no that's prisoners. That's right. And you see, that's why the media doesn't like him. Because... Well, that's why I love yeah. him. <laughs> you know, and, and, you, and I really think that America does need a businessman in office right now to get us out of all this national debt. Well, isn't the United States of America and every other country basically a business? Yep. Exactly. You know, so who else better to run the United States of America, like you said, at this time to, to get things going again? To put and it's the, also time for somebody to actually be honest with us about what's going on in office yeah. rather than instead of hiding behind shirt tails of the rest of the government. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? And well, I really do feel that the American people, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, they want somebody to be totally open and honest with them. And where Hillary Clinton is concerned, you know, there's a good possibility if the media does sabotage Trump that Hillary is going to get into the office. That's the only thing I'm worried about because I feel like we're going to be worse off with her than we were with Obama. Well, I, you know, like all I can say is, and I told our last guest the same thing, Bill Sweet, it makes great television for, up, for us up here in Canada. Better than the O.J. Simpson trial. So thank you. Yeah, it'd be kind of like a make-me-laugh type program. <laughs> well, what, what he's done is what everybody said that he shouldn't do, and that's turn the presidential race now 